Hello and welcome to Voices, a DIY platform created to address social issues from mental health to climate change through fundraising, workshops, talks, panels and events. My name is Kit Lockie, I'm the producer of the Voices podcast and today I sat down with Joe Arthur, better known as DJ and producer Kincaid. We caught up during the midst of the Covid virus lockdown to explore what it's like to be a performing artist with nowhere to perform, how he has changed his approach to and appreciation for music and some of his thoughts on being an ally to underrepresented members of the scene he loves. The track Under Me Now is a new remix from him of Third Son's Mind Cloud, forthcoming on Timothy Clerkin's Polymath label. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear more. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot for coming in. Um, I guess the main reason we're, we're here for this chat, uh, we're right in the middle of a global pandemic, um, in case people weren't aware. Um, so you're obviously an artist. I guess just to start with, how's the kind of, how's the lockdown treated you as, a, as an artist? Um, I think as with every artist, it's going to be ups and downs. I mean, obviously we lost all of all of my gigs in one go, as, as everyone experienced. Um, but it did. It has presented me lots of opportunities to write a lot more, to to work on, um, you know, things that I wasn't getting time to before when I was kind of juggling uh, gigs and writing. So it's been really great to sit and work and to, I, I think, kind of grow in certain ways. Um, obviously, I think that would be it's, it's a different type of growth as as I'm not out doing gigs. So my my kind of uh, motors for working are slightly different, I guess. But I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an interesting new little chapter, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, with like how you work now as an artist who's kind of stuck at home versus what you were doing before, is, is your, you said you're, what you're doing for work is very different. Would you have been focusing a lot more on DJing before and now you're looking a lot more at the producing side? Or uh, I think before, it was, I tried to keep it a bit of a, um, a 50-50 split on it. Um, as as much as I can, or whenever you know I'm feeling particularly inclined to for searching for records or something, or you know I, I'd spend more time in that one week. But now it's it's it's. I mean, I still try to do it occasionally, dip in and out of it. But I think it's just because the release for me at the moment comes from writing. So that is where my focus has gone. And I guess because so many things have have been limited for all of us, it's it's just a great opportunity to kind of vent a lot of that expression and, and frustration and and put it into something creative and constructive. Is it frustrating though that you've you've got this potential outlet because you're you're writing um but like how does that look in terms of like production schedules, things being released, all that kind of stuff are you are you still getting releases out at the moment? Is there has there been massive delays on that kind of side? Um I think well as the pandemic hit I was supposed to have uh two records which have come out now, uh, one on the Wallers label and uh, the Future Boogie. And there was a few delays in that just because of distribution. And then we ended up actually pulling the physical copies because of issues to do with um, getting it from the distributor. And, you know, I guess it was in the just at the point where everything was starting to get a bit chaotic. Uh, but I mean, other than that, really, um, you know, releases have, have been steady. I'm still working with lots of people. I still have things coming out. And that seems to all be all be okay at the moment like fingers crossed that's not gone um so like i said that's been the main outlet and my main focus for working is that is that annoying that you like you're not getting those physical releases oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously i'd love to and particularly um the 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 record on the orders label i was really looking forward to having physically because uh had patrick savile doing the artwork for that and it, it just looked really beautiful yeah i was uh, hoping I was, you were gonna say that i was pretty heartbroken yeah i didn't get to hold that <laughs> I know. I was, I was gutted for you as well, actually. Um, he's he's a huge. Like, I'm a massive fan of his artwork. Mm. So, oh yeah. So let's go back to maybe you know March, April time. Lockdown's kind of kicking off. You've mentioned that you were um, you had some plans for releases. Um, what else? Like, kind of how did the how did the lockdown affect you? Um, well, I mean, it's. I, I guess it's affected me in quite a few different ways, but. Um, around that kind of time, it was just trying to work out what the hell was going on, <laughs> as as everyone was doing. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, I, I'm in a fortunate position, I guess, to be with you know 
good friends and a good environment with lots of musicians to be able to bounce ideas off. Um, so, you know, I really can't complain too much. There's so many people in a lot of more of a difficult, difficult position than me. Um, and in a way, you know, I'm, I was lucky to get a bit of support from the government um, to actually be I'm kind of getting paid to sit at home and write music is what I try to have my constant <laughs> outlet as not like, oh, I've, you know, I've lost all my work. It's like, thanks government for doing, giving me some money to make some songs, although they're doing a terrible job. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of, have you managed to get some support and things for... Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I was a bit of an odd case just because um, I've done a few different jobs over the last year or so. Um, and it's just to do with tax bracketing, but I didn't get, I didn't get the, the quite the, you know, a substantial amount of support. I, I have enough from Universal Credit that was just covering my rent basically mm. for a little while. But, but then again, you know, it's, it's been, it's been okay. I think things could have been worse, uh, all things considered. So yeah, it's been a bit tricky, but you know, that was just at the initial period. Um, yeah. How, how do you think that changes, um, in, relation to other artists and DJs and like friends of yours and producers and things. Is that like a, is that a similar thing? Do you think everybody's kind of gone into the lockdown being like, I am completely unsupported. I'm out of my ass and I'm screwed or is, I, I guess the first initial panic as it was setting in, I think a lot of people had that same, that same thought just because it's such a, a new phenomenon to, to us all. Um, but I'm sure that that was a, a thing shared by a lot of people before any real plans were put in place. But I, I think quite a few people have been, been a, reasonably okay that i know personally friends seem to be have been all right uh you know they've got the support they kind of needed uh obviously it's it's tight for everyone um i feel uh particularly in music and and creative self-employed industries that's that's always going to be a bit tricky just because it's not you know you're not getting furloughed from a constant wage it's it often mm. depends on how much you do when you do it and what it is um so yeah it's, it's it's interesting really um but i guess at the yeah at the start it was all just so chaotic i think the, everyone was in such a you know a state of confusion. Um, I, I'm not sure how things are now for everyone, but yeah, yeah. it's interesting because I think that this concept of like the fragility of of our music scene, um, mm. like the industry that we sort of are in, is like I guess a big kind of um, inspiration for where we why we started doing voices in the first place was you know realizing that there's a whole load of like different issues that within this scene that that could really do with being kind of addressed and conversations being had and things and mm. i think i do feel that the the virus and things being locked down clubs being closed um you know different problems like that have really led to um it, it becoming very clear that like this industry is like very fragile and there's a yeah. lot of spinning plates and lots of people kind of trying to walk on a bit of a tightrope with how they function as as artists and, and things mm. like that and, um so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one for sure. I think um, it's been really nice to see, you know, some of the the funds and things that were like set up, especially right at the beginning. Um, mm. I know the guys like up at um, SOS Manchester that were um, that was like a campaign set up by Marcus and Robbie from High Hoops that were actually on a panel that we did um, right at yeah. the beginning of of the lockdown. Mm. Um, that was there to kind of try and yeah help fund artists that were struggling a little bit. Um, do you know of anything else that was like that that was happening? Oh, what do you mean in terms of funding or... Yeah, or? and like, do you know anyone who's getting anything like that? Um, well, I know that there's a few, like PRS and a few other music institutions actually did offer um, a few grants to people on application. There has been a few things um, periodically that's actually given, you know, a few musicians who really, really need it or, or artists or whoever some funding, uh, which which is great. I mean, there, there's, I don't think there ever is enough of it, but that's also just because I, I don't really feel like the arts and music have really been f supported by this government um, or have really had the money put into them that they, they need and deserve, which is also another thing that we're all kind of recognising through the it, this kind of vacuum it's left in a way, this clubbing culture. We've had time to examine it, the the problems within it and outside it. Um, so, yeah, it's been interesting to observe um, where things have been, you know, found wanting and where situations where people have really come together and, and shown what these communities are all about. That's been an interesting uh, experience to kind of see um, I, I guess, and I, I hope that kind of attitude of of galvanising and improving and being a a loving community will will carry on through this. You know, you'd hope so that you know this dramatic situation is going to fuel some some constant change. As with all the issues that are being talked about at the moment, you you hope this is going to be something that really sticks with us all. Yeah, you mentioned um, 
about kind of, you know, galvanizing the scene and looking at this as an opportunity to actually, you know, improve things and take a step back and stuff. What did you mean by that? Well, I think with everything that's happened with the Black Lives Matter, um, you know, really looking into what it is that we, we have here and why we have it and appreciating people and also understanding like our privileges as I'm going back to talk about artists here as DJs and like, you know, I think when gigs go back on, I, uh, I'd quite like to be able to say to my agency, you know, if I'm going to go play a gig, I'd like to be able to say, well, I want the promoters there to be able to put on either, you know, black artist, female artist, someone, because, you know, I'm, I'm very well, I'm middle class white guy here. He's had very easy run of all of this. Um, I've had lots of opportunities. Um, and it's kind of given me like a real chance to think that I could do so much more. And I hope, I hope there's lots, I mean, I know there's lots of other people who are starting to recognize that and we're trying to learn and be better. And I think that kind of change will then just, uh, you know, that, that sort of positivity will spread and spread to every corner of what we do. If we implement it into our own lives and the way we work as, as artists, as people. And I think that's, that's been a really important, uh, reflective time that, this has really given us and it's it's insane that it's taken us this long to recognize it but i i really have faith that the the music industry will, will start to change and i think that starts with the people who are causing the problems to you know start to recognize their behavior and move on from that so i think that that that's been a really big thing uh for, for me to see and to to witness um so yeah that's been it's been interesting yeah i think i yeah i, t- I totally agree i think I'm, i've been seeing that as well and i think it's been Exactly. Just really beautiful to see the scene come together and, and kind of shine a light on some of the issues that were that were very prevalent. I think taking that step back has been useful for sure. Mm. So you said about, um, you know, trying to be a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more forceful in kind of how you approach lineups and trying to look mm. for a bit more of di- pushing for more diversity f- through your agents mm. and, and through the, the people you're working with, um, which is amazing. I, I think we need... I think that's that's like sounds to me like a really good form of allyship just really being able to use your platform and sort of making mm. sure that it is more um equal have you got any other like thoughts or seen things that other people have done that that are, that are really useful that we could be you know djs agents producers mm. or um sorry um, promoters and things like that that they could be listening to this and they might be want to take on themselves oh i mean i've seen so many people using different you know using their uh, privileges as artists, you know, be it donating their part of their fee towards um, a charitable group that is going to directly benefit the community that we have potentially taken away from. I think that's also something that, that I, I definitely want to start doing. Um, you know, because we can do this. There's, you know, even if it's a, a, a you know a small percentage each time that you're giving back. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not making tons as an artist, but I still think we we do owe that back. Um, and especially like, you know, when if I'm in a position at the moment, um, things have been a bit difficult or anything, but I, I, I'm also like, I'm, as again, you know, you're white in the middle class, it's a lot of the time you do have a bit of a safety net that isn't, you're not taking these risks. There's things that mm. I think you can kind of, um, you know, take a step back from and go, no, I, I can, I can give back in other ways. And I think that's what we should always be striving to do. And, and again, it's, it's that, it's that kind of like, I think that actually we all need to really get on board with and keep it, keep as, uh, becoming part of how we reintroduce the scene and how we interact with each other because that's what it is really it's about giving back and being a community and and having all this uh that we share together so yeah i mean i guess that would be an, you know another way that i've been i've been hoping to to give back and obviously on black band camp day and i'm trying to always buy stuff uh from the artists that i love and make sure that i'm if i'm putting a radio show on mixes I'm, I'm highlighting the black artists who have either in this or have influenced me you know recent months or something you know that's that's also key to point out because it's so often just seems like it's just forgotten and it's that that really shouldn't be we should recognize where that talent is coming from yeah um so. nice yeah wicked so yeah you mentioned things kind of going back to as we start going back to some form of normality and going back to clubs and that kind of thing um have you got an idea of how you think that might st- might look? Oh my god, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I've I've seen in recent weeks what it looks like here in the UK. Um, I mean, it's it's not quite a club yet. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think it is important for us to start, like you know, trying to trying to move things along so that we can get that 
um, you know, that feeling back and for artists to be able to play again to people, obviously it's not going to be the same thing as before for quite a long time, I can't imagine. Um, but I think it's important to get that feeling back of listening and being immersed in something. Uh, and I'm sure as time goes on, we're going to figure out ways around it and that will develop. But it's it's uh, it's really early days. I yeah. mean, obviously you see like a few of these illegal parties going on in Europe and stuff. I mean, that, that, that looks great, but there's absolutely no way we can do that here just because of how the government's handled it. There's the situation we're in. We're not as far along as that. I mean, even then it's probably not, <laughs> not the best idea at the moment but it's a hard thing to stay away from when it's it's such a key part of our our lives and culture so it's it's yeah a difficult time to know what to say to that kind of question <laughs> yeah no completely understandably i think um yeah the illegal parties thing is it is a really interesting topic i would I, i'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it because mm. i think it is it <sighs> Yeah, it's a bit of a can of worms. You've got mm. the, on the one hand, you're opening up a lot of people to, you know, uh, potential harm, basically. You've got um, very probably much a lack of security, lack of sort of any forms of like formal mm. checking in, in, in any way. And unfortunately, that brings with it a certain crowd sometimes. And um, not that illegal parties have certain mm. a certain type of crowd, but it just means yeah. that there is the possibility well, it's, it's, for people who want to do cause yeah. harm. I guess it's those the recent ones we heard of. Where is it? There's someone in Manchester or something. Yeah, where someone got stabbed. Yeah, mm -hmm. like some some crazy stuff happened before I heard. But yeah. I mean, I don't know if that would be the case every time. I guess it's also then down to the organisation of it. Because if there's people who are organising, they're like, right, well, I'm just going to cash in on this. I know I'm going to get a bunch of like young people who've been cooped up at home to come out and party. Yeah. But then there's a difference between that and like I don't know if you know for if a night then kind of translated what they've been doing with a select kind of like crowd and a group of people who know are going to come to enjoy the music and each other and be kind of respectful and mindful of what's going on um then i obviously that could work it's just a hard i think it's a hard thing to keep under wraps at any time really just because you know social media phones whatsapp whatever you know it's going to get out there like that yeah um it's difficult because everyone's kind of got their i think a lot of people have their double standards about what's going on at the moment because it's just been so chaotic and there's been no real direction for us to follow and to to keep to um you know that's that's down to the government um but i think these double standards that have kind of just grown away with us it's like well you know obviously i, I, I want to say yeah i want to go i want to play that gig you know even if i went in a hazmat suit it probably still isn't the best idea to come back and even if i said well i'm not going to go see any family or people you know directly that i uh, i could potentially give the virus to that that is then going to you know have a, a particularly terrible effect i you know i'm still going out i still need to go walk down the road every now and then it's just like yeah you know it's that lack of information that is creating the chaos at the moment um but i don't know hopefully you know you hope that someone's going to actually start to understand the situation a bit better maybe it won't be the government maybe it'll be some of the research teams that are looking into it but um you know, fingers crossed, and then we can actually go to a party at the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. It's. I think I, I can't imagine there's no there's anyone listening who isn't thinking the exact same way that you can't help but have some form of double standards in, in the way that you're approaching things, and then the way that your friends are approaching things, and your family members, and mm. it's causing a whole load of clashes all over the place. And um, yeah, I think until we've got a bit more of a clear understanding of actually what's going on, then I don't, I don't know how you can make those informed decisions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult position to be in for everyone, I think. Um, no, but we, you know, we've, we've had these thoughts a lot um, as, a, as a team because mm. events is really where, where our specialty lies and doing live shows and things. And um, what we're trying to really achieve as, a vo as voices is... is building that community building a space where people feel like they can mm. come and enjoy enjoy time but enjoy spending time with each other and, and and like learning from one another and stuff and yeah i think that's something that's hugely missing at the moment where everybody's stuck on their own um mm. and there's only so many you know live streams that you can watch or podcasts mm. that you can listen to yeah you, yeah you know. being connected is is essential for us as well but I mean, I think I think the the talks and panels you guys did at the start of lockdown that watch were fantastic. It was really good, and it was quite like a. Uh, it's important for us to be hearing each other 
uh, from different walks of the of the music scene and the creative world as well. Like it's it's essential for us to keep checking in with each other. I mean, it kind of helps everyone keep going in a way. And to, to like you say, exactly like learning from each other. Um, because you know we are missing that that physical contact that you know bump into people on night out. You see people play, um, you go to watch talks. You know that that's that is missing so much, and we can't lose that. So we have to subsidise that in some way. And that's great that you're doing that. We that's that's the discussion we're having kind of internally. Is it's constantly mm. trying to like create go from what we we're used to to kind of a, a new version of that and, and having mm. to adapt the way that we we approach things um and so yeah having to try and start putting stuff onto online and you know creating this podcast this is completely yeah. new to us and i'll be honest like it's, it's amazing it's a really nice thing to be learning again and, and to mm. be experiencing something totally new and um approaching what you know i feel is uh something i'm pretty good at but in a, d- a totally different light has been has been really yeah. li- nice so um have you found that with with like kind of your approach to things i know you've started mm. thinking about like teaching a little bit yeah yeah well i i think um initially as i'm sure everyone did it was a bit of a, of a panic situation thinking like you know what the hell is going on again because this is something we've not experienced before but i think um being adaptable to change in yourself and to understand how you can apply that change to your work, the world around you, the communities that you are part of is also really important. I think the, the, that as that kind of settled in, it just um, kind of, I, I, I really hope it's allowed me to become a little bit more like open and aware of, of maybe what I can do um, for myself and for others as well. So I think looking into how I can, you know, carry on being creative and carry on being passionate about what I do when such a large part of it has gone has been it's been like a definite challenge but it's it's not something that has has made me particularly worried and I think it's maybe because I've had the opportunity to sit and write and think and have that kind of time so yeah like obviously I'm still releasing records but I'm wanting to find a way that I can I can give back and to carry on um you know just using my music for something for something constructive so I've, I've I'm looking into doing some teaching at the moment um having some conversations with some uh, some really good music schools um been sitting very quietly in the background of some VLE lessons taking some notes so <laughs> we'll 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 see what happens in in September before I say anything else but yeah it's um it's been really interesting going into new realms with all this um so yeah it's 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 been a, a really interesting time to kind of sit and reflect and and also it's also just I think maybe maybe a bit more creative I think purely because I'm thinking well the, the records I'm I'm writing are maybe just so different to because of the what's inspiring me to make them rather than a lot of it is to do usually with dancing and going to the club and to play to be playing there and I, your situation always impacts what you do creatively um, especially for me it, it really does um, so it's kind of given me a lot more opportunity to play around with new sounds new ideas and and really see what I can actually do. Um, and in turn, that's made me think, well, like, what else can I do with this? I can obviously do all these, you know, all these releases for myself. But um, so, yeah, wanting to do wanting to do teaching and to, to be involved in other people's music and to to be like seeing what else, I, how much more I can push myself because, you know, the, the future is still coming. I just need to be ready for it. <laughs> so I think it's about that adaptability, um, which has, yeah, been essential because, you know, things are constantly changing all the time. And it was like that before. So I think it's, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a shock value to what's going on at the moment. Obviously, it's, it's unprecedented, but I think being adaptable to change is, is the potential to, you know, for longevity within a career in music and creativity and, and things like that in general, I guess. So... Yeah, for sure. Well, you heard that. If you want to learn how to make bangers, give Joe a shout. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you might have to enroll in a in a school, but you'll find out about that later, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think like what a if if there's anything that's come out of this is from a, from a positive side, it has been people give, being given the opportunity to you know be more adaptable find new creative outputs mm. i think it's even though just from on a normal day-to-day um normal day-to-day approach to things lots of people that i know outside of music and things who are taking on new new projects and trying to learn how to do different things and you know ableton offering free 90 day trials has been yeah. amazing you I mean yeah. so many people have picked up producing that they mm. never would have done before so the thing little things like that where you kind of feel like the the scene is supporting each other and there are there's some cool organizations and cool companies that are trying to do stuff to to support each other 
um, and support the people who are a part of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been really good. I think it's it's nice to see how some of the different you know um, artists that we know how they've changed and things as well. You've got people like Desert Sound Colony who big fan of and he's he kind of has changed over to doing a lot of online workshops mm. and things and now has like this really booming online profile as a as a um teacher and has like a patreon page and things like that and i know a couple mm. of other producers are friends of mine who are doing similar things yeah um so like it's really cool and there's there is some ways of using this as an opportunity it just seems like such a sad and strange way of a looking at it when you're like mm. oh we're trying to make something good out of something that's inherently really horrible yeah yeah but i mean that that's the thing isn't it there's i think in the face of something that's this this uh apocalyptic yeah. <laughs> there's kind of only one way to deal with it and it is it is to try and find out the positives in it. otherwise you're kind of letting that situation become not only what it is but more than that in a negative sense and then you know, there's, what's the point in doing something creative? You're just going to let it, let it be stopped by, you know, this the, what's going on now. Because creativity doesn't hasn't got any less value because of that. Music hasn't got any less value. It's just about finding a new way of um, of us enjoying it and moving forwards. And hopefully, you know, we we will get to return to the dance floor at some point, and we will get to have that 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 freedom that we had before but you know there are there are ways of us doing that and i think within that there's going to be the innovative nature of people is really coming through during this pandemic and i think that's what's been amazing to see and like super inspiring to see other people i mean it's like that's the kind of things made me think oh shit like better, better get on with this <laughs> yeah like yeah. this is this is amazing <laughs> you know that's that's great and i think that's that's a really good part of being able to you know, be be connected to the people that you're interested in online, and whether you know them personally or not, I think it's great to see that because that that just sparks interest and ideas in people, and that's that's the the inherent uh, beauty of the scene. I think the, you know, we we want to be inspired, we want to inspire each other, and that that needs to carry on. So it's the world we live in as well. So I think even you know, irrespective of the pandemic that we're in, we live in a in incredibly you know, in some respects, maybe overconnected world, but in in a world where you can work on creative projects and collaborate with people who are in America or in wherever, mm -hmm. like other yeah. side of the world. So, you know, if this is giving people the opportunity to explore those things and maybe that, that affects how they, they approach things when we go back to mm. normality in, in like air quotations, I have no idea what that actually means at the moment, but yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll go back to something that involves clubs at mm. some point. Yeah, 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 exactly. I hope that all this, this is going to create some kind of like, real uh shift in positive shift for people uh, and, and artists um yeah you know that that would be great to see that it doesn't just slip off as soon as you know this the things start to go back to to mm. normal although i don't think it's ever going to be quite normal again <laughs> yeah until the next one comes about yeah um, oh god so you know say say there's someone at home listening at the moment who is who's just embarked on a new creative project um what are your you got any tips for them it depends what you're struggling with really uh, i mean like i've had a really good opportunity while during lockdown to really try and work on everything um but i think yeah the main the main thing would to be to create constantly be original i think to also take the opportunity to be at home and locked away let let something evolve weirdly i always think of it as like some weird animal on an island that's been left there for like millions of years turns against another head that's what it's like <laughs> been locked in my room it's just got weirder and weirder and I've so really this is, that's your that. music your music has evolved to having a second head it's got lots of heads now yeah. it's got weird stuff coming out of it left right and center but i mean that's that's been that's been really that's a really good thing about the current situation for you you know you've got plenty of time work on it and push it and create something for yourself um and you know obviously that's it's beautiful when the world around it accepts you but but keep writing for yourself and make some make some crazy stuff love it yeah that makes sense I suppose if we're giving people advice at home, uh, thoughts on kind of how people, how how can people be scratching that itch that they're not being able to, that when they can't be going out and they can't be seeing friends, they can't be mm. listening to music on a loud system. Have you got any thoughts on what people can be doing? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I, honestly, I don't think there really is any direct substitute for it. I'm sure there's, you know, if you're into music uh, and you've got some decks at home, brilliant. That's probably the case you're going to get at the moment because that's what's been saving me. Yeah, learn um, to DJ. Yeah. <laughs> but God, yeah, that, that, but that's the thing, isn't it? There is nothing that really replaces that. It's, that's why it's so special. I, I don't, I, yeah, I honestly could not answer that. There isn't. <laughs> Damn, I thought you might have a little <laughs> silver bullet. No, yeah. <laughs> you're making those weird music. Yeah. And All you need DJ. to do is go sit in your garden with some headphones on. It's exactly the same. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just just dance around on your own in the garden. Yeah, yeah. fair. Um, but I guess that, so there's no amount of live streams and things that can make you feel like you're back in a club. Oof, I don't think so, unless you've got some pretty advanced Oculus Rift. No, oh, yeah, okay. That'd That's be fair. that'd be pretty wild, but I mean, even then, there's <laughs> been some amazing stuff in terms of technological uh, approaches to. Mm. But I guess I'm gonna say it though, like live streams. There's a bit of a dirty yeah. word, I suppose, isn't it? Your, what are your thoughts on live I mean, streams? I I actually really enjoyed doing a few. I I mean, talk about technological advancements. I put some sausages on a green screen and yeah, we did one together, around. didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah that i mean that's that was really fun at the start you know i still watch a few of them i just i don't know i mean i've been listening to a lot more mixes and a lot more albums of a different maybe a different like you know style than i would have done before or more particular styles i mean i've come across some just incredible listening albums recently um i mean like my main one that i just haven't like stopped listening to ever since i'll just get like send it to anyone i can is the oca's aging album which is absolutely beautiful um and that's just like an amazing kind of well it's, it's a relatively new album but it sounds very new age um and albums like that and then uh my housemate liam uh Trusco actually showed me the recent ben bondi album and things like that and top-down dialect artists like this have have been uh, the, the kind of ambience in it that you know, maybe before I listened to it a few times, obviously I, 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 I do have always loved ambient music, but this has kind of taken on quite a, like a dystopian form as well, which is, I don't know, it's really resonated with me at, recently, uh, particularly just like cycling around London, you know, avoiding people. Um, <laughs> I've been really, really enjoying listening to it. And I think also just like taking on board a lot more of the sound design, because then again, I'm not translating this, this, the album I'm listening to thinking, oh, great, well, I'm going to put this in this mix. Or I mean, you know, sometimes I might do, but my main thought is listening to the sound design and the work they're putting into it and thinking about how I can translate that into my work and what I'm doing here. And that's been like really exciting. Like I'm hearing and collecting music almost for a slightly different reason. Obviously before it's inspiring and I think, oh great, you know, that's a really incredible sound or what like an amazing piece of music. I, I'd love to take some influence from that and, and try and, you know, create something. But this has been like really listening to the details of how they're putting it together and thinking like, can I do that? Uh, which has been great. So yeah, like, I guess that's been, you know, a great way to substitute the the kind of loss of collecting music to know that I'm going to go and uh, make a bunch of sweaty people dance. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that's something I've felt massively. I think the way that a lot of people I know who love music, the way that they ingest music has, has like changed quite a lot and developed a little bit. And it has been a lot more about appreciating things and taking mm. the, I think a huge part of it is just having a little bit more time isn't it and yeah you know taking the time to listen to full albums yeah I, I try and sit down and listen put a record on and listen to both sides of it and not get up again until till I've listened to it in full mm. which is um you know like unheard of most of the time unless I was literally chucking it on while I was doing something else so mm. I think it's been really nice to take that step back and appreciate music for yeah yeah, for sure. It's, it changed with the situation, doesn't it? The situation kind of almost like demands a bit of patience because we've been sat inside doing fuck all for so long. It's actually really nice. And yeah, again, it's like, that's why I love these weird, strange IDM-y kind of albums, which have just been as I'm cycling about at night. It's like, oh, this is pretty suited. Just my own little personal apocalypse soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's definitely going to be an experience worth looking back at and it can only go one of two ways can't it we either adapt which it, you know we've been talking about quite a bit already there is there's been a lot of amazing adapting happening mm. and people changing the way they approach things and changing how they share their their creative content with people and how people ingest that in different ways and things mm. and, you know we're halfway there it feels like we're, we're doing a really good job of that and so unfortunately i think it's that not knowing 
piece, isn't it? It's like, yeah, if if we knew for a fact that this was life from now on, and then yeah. we would just kind of pull up our boots and and crack on and be like, this is how we do stuff now. And mm. um, I think we'd be, I think we've taught ourselves that we're in a very good position to do that. Yeah, and yeah, we can yeah. Adapt, um, or you know, it sorts itself out, and we crack on, and hopefully we come back to a a better scene, like a scene mm. that's that's learnt a bit and has le- looked a bit more inwardly. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely changes. been education and kind of exposing of, of all of that. And I mean, so many different things. It's kind of good to actually take a step back and, and really look. You know, I think often a lot of the time people don't get the chance to. I mean, even like so many people I know just even switching their jobs, changing, because it's it's actually time to, to, to stop because I've kind of just been in this this cycle hamster wheel for so long. And then, you know, so it suddenly breaks down. You're like, right, okay, what's gone wrong here? And then what can I do? What why why am I here at this moment? And you know, especially yeah. if you're just at home, just you've got all the time in the world to think about it. And I think in a way that you know, obviously that's not the case for everyone because a lot of people, you know, need the work and they need to be going. But I think for people who can, particularly for like young people in London as well, young creative people, it's obviously been difficult. But I hope it might have given people a chance to reflect and look into what it is they want to do and why they're doing it. And like why is that we are here you know in this very expensive city doing all this stuff <laughs> it's yeah. an interesting balance i think isn't it where you've you've got to find i think yeah it's, this is this is allowed so many people to have that thought process and be like actually yeah am i doing what i want to be doing mm. is there something else that that is a better outlet for me um but exactly that like it's it's put so many people in such a bad and difficult position where mm at the end of the day you still got to be able to feed yourself yeah. put food on the table pay your rent and all that kind of stuff yeah, and, yeah. and then you're like well i think people who are freelance and and artists and things you're you're really exposing yourself massively to the fluctuations of of a music scene that mm. you depend entirely on yeah, and when yeah. that scene shuts down there's nowhere for you to play gigs as, mm. and people aren't buying music as much or whatever yeah 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 it's it's definitely highlight the fragility of it all um, but I mean, yeah, that was, that was there long before. Um, so I guess that's, that's the other thing, isn't it? You, know, you hope that this will, um, make us think about how we can actually implement some sort of stability for ourselves. Um, obviously it's, you know, being a musician artist is never going to be the most stable job, but something, some kind of safety net there, cause it is appreciated and is like a massively valued part of our world and it should be recognized as such. Definitely. I think it's actually something I was really interested to hear your thoughts on was like maybe in two parts, how you know looking at returning to returning to the music world what do you think could be being done by people in the music scene to make sure that you know the scene that we return to is in a better shape Mm. than maybe it was before and that it's got you know it's not as fragile that it's got more longevity in it that the people Mm. who are in it are kind of feeling more supported and yeah. all that kind of stuff have you got any thoughts about what what well, the scene needs to be doing i mean from from my experience as well I, th- I think it would be good to to invest a lot more into to local talent and to keep that diverse as well to give people opportunities of of every background every gender you know any any preference at all and i think i think that's really important for creating a healthy scene that has a community that values each other and itself um, and that's just, it's just, you know, that's just the way it should be done. But then it's also comes down to how agencies respect promoters and how promoters then, you know, respect the, the, the punters coming into the, you know, how, what we're charging for prices. But then at that, that on top of that then comes down to like the rent that people are paying on places and how much they're paying to, to, to keep the clubs open in the first place. And that again is to do with the government and, you know, privatizing property and all this kind of stuff that we're having massive problems with in London. Um, but I think from like from an immediate level on the scene, you know, keeping your you know DJ fees at a reasonable level, enough to what you need, you know, that you can get by. I think it's not being greedy, um, and that that will give you know people uh, uh, smaller uh, you know club promoters and stuff a chance to really make something of what they're doing. Um, and again, also like making sure you're booking local talent as well. Like there is so much of it here. There's so much that you come across. And I think that that creating opportunities and platforms locally is going to enrich the scene massively. And there's not been enough of that, I don't think. I mean, like, um, you know, obviously just from a, a social level, it's better. But I think also on an environmental level, and like I've been fully guilty of that. Like so many of my gigs have been outside the UK for so long. And, you know, I never really thought of it. Um, 
in 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 that you know in, in what I was really doing there. So I would like to maybe look more into saying, well, no, I'm going to do more gigs locally and make sure if I do travel abroad, I use some sort of economically friendly travel as well because that that it's just insane the amount of planes that I would have got in the last year or two, um, and it's just hypocritical of me to to say that I'm you know looking out for the environment, and doing my part because bloody not really mm. if I'm doing that there's no way um you know that's also that's crucial thing that we need to look into I think it's just I think it's just like being aware of yourself as an individual and thinking about what you're doing and what you're giving back and what you're taking away and that in turn is going to create a, a healthy um well-minded and you know sustainable environment for us to carry on working and it's just thinking about these things i think it's just because there's so much pressure to earn and to keep earning to keep going to keep moving constantly you don't get the chance to stop and think about these kind of things you're just you're just in it this is how it is and that's not true at all it's that's that's just this is agreements between people you know and like those could those can change so that's that's what i think should be happening next really yeah, it's amazing. I'm absolutely preaching to the converted as well. I think that's that's 100% been my view for a, a little while as well now with, you know, it's insane how much good, incredible talent there is on your doorstep, wherever you are in the country, um, yeah, especially for us in London. But there's so many amazing pockets of creativity around the country that need to be tapped into. And, and I, I don't know if it even needs to be said, but there are amazing people from all backgrounds as well. Mm. Um, the it's been it has been beautiful to see kind of how um people have sort of taken on gender diversity as um a lot more in recent years so mm. i think you know there's still huge problems there but it's been it's it's a slightly easier topic to talk about and where you've got festival lineups that are you know 10% women people call mm. that call that out straight away and mm. people boycott going to those festivals and you know that that kind of thing is is happening and and um so having more even splits on lineups has, has, you know, been really nice to see over the last couple of years. And I think that can only get better. Mm. We've seen more diversity in lineups in general. Um, and so I think that's like a, an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think really interesting point about just looking at yourself as, as an artist or on the other side as a promoter or any of that kind of thing. If, if this is a scene that you care about, you think about how much you've you've missed it and how much you feel like you're lost without this kind of scene and things. Like mm. maybe think about the the way that you're approaching it when you go back. Are you approaching this from a more monetary perspective mm. or are you approaching it from, you know, the actual passion that got you into this scene in the first place? Yeah. 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 I think um, that the hope is that, that, yeah, that definitely could happen. Mm. I think it's been interesting as well because I think there's... um this potentially opens the doors to much smaller parties getting more opportunities, I think, and, and more, much smaller artists getting booked and things like that, where they're, mm. you know, I, I can't imagine there's going to be massive budgets and things for really big parties. We might even, you know, through distancing and things, there's going to be limited ca capacities on a lot of the, the venues that we can throw parties in. So, you know, these huge... Yeah, it's, work style it's, events it's might not be able to, to be, happen anymore. You'd hope that the, the current setup is going to make it, you know, that's, that's going to be essential, a, a really positive essential for, for this to carry on. That, that should be how it happens. I hope, I really hope it does. Um, it'd be great to, you know, be coming across some new artists I've never heard of in, in my local area. That'd be brilliant. And obviously, you know, we still do that. But it's great to have, I'd love to have that kind of thing going on. Here. I can pop out and go see someone I really love next week see someone new and see them grow as well i think that's that's also a fantastic thing to be a part of because you are part of that when you go to see something whether you know as much as just playing it's, it's great to go and be part of those things and dance and see and listen yeah yeah definitely i think um that's one of the things that i kind of have promised myself that once things go back to some sort of normality i really want to focus on trying to just yeah go see local people go mm. see kind of tiny things go to free gigs go to um just shows that are local in in like yeah. the venues that are nearby that i can walk to mm. that kind of thing i think i had this sort of romanticism of what um clubbing might have been like in the kind of 90s or the 80s or something like that and i think you hear about a lot of like through interviews and things you hear a lot about people being like whatever fabric was the club that i loved so i would just mm. go to fabric wednesday thursday friday and saturday every every week and i didn't know who was playing but you went mm. and that was where the scene was. And I think it, it was a different scene back then, but um, I think that's kind of lost a little bit where people go to see certain DJs or go to see artists that they mm. really 
love and have done for a long time and there's a lot less about kind of exploring in the moment um and so i think that's certainly something that i'm wanting to really change when i get back i was yeah. wondering if you, have you got any yeah no i was i was gonna say i think it's, it's getting that 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 personal relationship back with music um and our scene as well it's having that that thing that is for you and it's so hard to come across now because everything is so commodified and so easily accessible you know it's anything you want to find out about is kind of there at your fingertips on your phone so i guess it's 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 about nurturing and sustaining those communities without being um like exclusive i think it's about having inclusivity without you know spoiling something that is that is beautiful and special and and should be kept on a relatively small level and i think that that will that will happen naturally if you're just doing local talent local artists you know that's that's exactly how it worked before and i think that's it'd be such a great thing to have um and yeah like i was saying it seems like things are going that way with with the way things are set up like you say you can't you can't be booking international artists at the moment really oh, yeah. especially not on a big scale um so you, you would really hope that 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 is the future we have to look forward to um i yeah it'd be brilliant yeah be bloody great bring it I up for sure like my yeah my dream for short term and I, exactly as you said i think i see it going in that direction it'd be so nice to just start seeing you know even tiny friends and family shows starting to get set up which you know our friends are doing and people that we know of and things are slowly slowly being being built up um it's a difficult time to be putting on any sort of event i think it's um it kind of goes but i guess it's a totally other topic but it goes back to what we we're talking about before where you've got this moral mm. issue to a face where you're thinking like do you want to be contributing to potentially spreading of this virus but at the same time like you want to be supporting the scene and and all that kind of stuff but um mm. i think it, yeah the short short term it'd be amazing to start seeing small things happening with small little groups of you know 20 to 50 people or something yeah. booking their friends and just having an opportunity for people to kind of come together again and enjoy music and it doesn't have to be commodified it doesn't have mm. to be that you can go and boast to your friends about this person that you saw play this insane nine hour set or whatever it's just enjoying music again and enjoying mm. venues and um and sharing music with each other um so that's like kind of a hope for for me short term um and then long term it's impossible to i guess to guess yeah 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 goes. exactly because it changes every other week at the mm. moment but yeah I, I guess that's that would be the dream wouldn't it to to have that kind of healthy thriving localized music scene again which yeah i i have i have really have a i have faith that that is going to happen uh, i look forward to it and i guess that's the other thing if you're having a small small event you know we can still take the precautions afterwards to to make sure we're not spreading it to other people i mean it's like i think most people i know are wearing masks when they're out and about you know in shops and public transport and we keep doing that we keep just being mindful of it and don't let that slip you know at least then um you know, us being a younger generation, particularly, you know, we're, we're asymptomatic, I guess, a lot of people, or maybe you don't get it at all, whatever. But, you know, just still taking those precautions constantly. That's that's how we're going to be able to do that and then enjoy it and not just be like, oh, so with it, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. just not going to wear this today. Yeah, um, I, well, absolutely. Yeah, I think the the, ser the the severity of the situation can't be ignored. And so, mm. and I th but I think exactly said, I think it's become normal enough and people are used to it enough that it's, it's second nature to have a mask in your pocket or in your wallet or whatever mm. and all that kind of stuff. So I think people people are taking that seriously and I think that would just be a, a point that if if you want to do something like that, then as long as you're following the guidelines and, and you're mm. being sensible about it, then I kind of think more power to you. So, But I could just be sensible, I suppose. Um, mm. Have you got anything else that you've, you've kind of thought, maybe even you know personally or artistically that you're thinking like, A that you wish you'd done more of and like maybe be that you're going to do more of when you, when things mm. go back to normal. Um, I mean, aside from the kind of like being mindful of, um, the ethical ramifications of what I do and my actions, I think besides that, I think, um, cause that's going to be the biggest, the biggest change for all of us. I think coming back to it, anyone who's really been paying attention and listened is going to be implementing their own, you know, change to their lives to improve others. Um, but I think, other than that, I mean, I, I, I wish I'd spent this much time really thinking about my work and, and, and really putting, pouring time and effort into it because it's you really do get so much out of it when, when you're able to do that. But obviously that, that comes with having the time to do it as well. Um, but I guess it's also like being more like confident in what 
what you can do and, and, and understanding how you can translate that into something a bit more enjoyable. Because there's been points before, um, you know, when I started that project, I was doing so many different jobs and just scraping by and then barely having enough time to do music. And obviously it's so difficult being in London with rent and, um, and bills and everything about, you know, travel, just getting on the tube every week is, is expensive, especially when, you know, young stuff, you might not have much coming in from home, whatever it's, you know, or, or your job, you know, whatever situation you might be from whatever background, it's just, yeah, it's tr- really tricky. So I guess it's just like, the, I'm very grateful that it's kind of given me an opportunity to look at what I can do and really apply it into something that I'm going to enjoy doing and it's still going to let me carry on writing. So like with the potential, you know, teaching stuff um and working within other areas of music i think you know that that's that's also really good and not just thinking god you know i've just got to put some some food on the table and i'm just gonna have to do these random things (laughs) and i hope to never go back to that (laughs) um so yeah that's yeah that's that's uh i guess been a good thing yeah nice i think we're kind of about wrapping up um i suppose to finish it'd be really good to a little plug-in corner if you've got anything coming up that you want to talk about mm. yeah no I, I i will do I actually have um i got a couple of remixes out next week i got one on timothy clerkin's label um that i think play a clip of yeah um at the end um and i'm working on a couple of records at the moment i've just had one out the other day on inside out records um which uh, has some remixes coming out from chris baja benedict frey um and Stevie R and Constantinos um, doing some amazing, amazing stuff on that. So that'll be a remix package coming out quite soon. So, um, but yeah, uh, so then after that, I've got a few more records I'm working on. I just had one out on uh, an Eclipse Tribe VA and I'm finishing off a record for them later in the year. Um, and a couple of things I'm I'm just finishing off at the moment, but I, I don't think I could speak about because that's at the end of the year. I'm supposed to be keeping that a little bit quiet. <laughs> but, but lots of good stuff, which has been brilliant. Lots of writing. So it's nice to to have all this stuff that I'm doing in lockdown, you know, being being eaten up, which is, you know, that, that's 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 all I want at the moment is to still be able to release music. So, yeah, hope yeah, people enjoy that. Unfortunately, no gigs to go see you at yet. Not yet. Not yet. Nice. All right, Joe. Well, um, I just really appreciate you coming in to talk to me. Um, no problem. I think it was super, super interesting to get your take on kind of how you as an artist have managed to navigate this insane new world that we're in at the moment around the pandemic. No, thanks for letting me procrastinate for a while. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, mate.